We are recording. Are we recording? We're recording. Oh, we're recording. Yeah, sorry. Recording. Oh, I it's we my, were recording. It's my we're Jersey re- accent. I apologize. <laughs> we're recording. Recording? Don't worry. At some point, I'll say big, and then you can laugh for 30 minutes. Ready graphics? Ready theme? You I'm Jesse Mullins. And I'm Lauren Milberger. And this is FYI, the Murphy Brown podcast. It's the news I didn't mind getting about 300 times. Mm-hmm. He was like Columbo in that way. Exactly. Oh, nice. Jerry Gold, Columbo of Murphy Brown. <laughs> it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. Tongue in cheek way, mm-hmm. we're saying Murphy Brown has come to save us. Yes. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, welcome to a special episode of FYI, the Murphy Brown podcast. Yes, it's special. It's a very special episode because I'm not sure... If everyone was, it was on the interwebs. Yeah, no one really this reads week, the interwebs. No one goes no, on there and sees thing. things. And there, uh, we just wanted to share a little journalistic scoop that we have for you guys, just in case you weren't um, alive this last week. Uh, Lauren, did you want to share what this news was? Uh, yeah, so uh, Murphy Brown is coming back for 13 episodes on CBS in the 2018-2019 season. Wow, that is... That is um, exceedingly relevant to our interests. Uh, very much so. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. Just a quick moment. Lauren, w- would you mind um, meeting me in the office for a moment oh, just to talk about something? Now? Yeah, right now. Does well, that... we'll be right back. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry yeah. guys. Be right back. Yeah, okay. one second. Yeah. Oh, my God! you uh, brought that to my attention just yeah it yes. feels uh it feels right and i i feel more like we're in a better place good point it was a really good point excellent points yes. made by both sides mm-hmm. um so yes we are um, marginally excited about this news <laughs> <laughs> you might say the margin is relatively 100 percent. i'm sorry jesse makes me laugh <laughs> Uh, guys, this is the best news ever. This is, this is... It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. Our original goal for this podcast was to just get Murphy Brown on DVD. So we're done. Bye. We win. Bye. Except we can't stop now. damn it. We love it too much. Too much. So much. And we thought we'd just have a, a quick little bonus episode with you guys to talk about what we're excited about and what we're hoping for and maybe some of our ideas in our headcanon. Yeah, what we what we would love to see. Yes. Not specific things per se, but it, it, unless your, we're so excited. We're so excited. So just to give you guys a little news, um, if you haven't read, Diane pitched it to CBS. Mm-hmm. They actually got a first refusal. So if that they said no, they were going to go somewhere else. Yep. But CBS said yes. Thank goodness. Thank God. Um, which is funny because I just assumed if it eventually did happen, like down in the future, that it would be st- some streaming like Netflix. So this Absolutely. Is, this is much more in the Will and Grace style, mm-hmm. the Roseanne, which mm-hmm. I think obviously probably helped it as well i mean those things paved the way to show that that era and those particular characters are definitely relevant and still wanted mm-hmm. deadline says this is deadline we don't know anything believes that some of the original writers are going to be coming back and candace Bergen will be producing along with diane which is so amazing and exactly the way we we would have wanted it to happen like the right people mm-hmm. this is really the have best it way. in their hands yeah. It's not somebody else took it over and is doing what they think should happen. We have the creators and and the heart of the show are the ones bringing it back. And that is just music to our ears. It doesn't feel real. It really doesn't still feel real. And and (laughs) I think the weirdest part is the fact that we are doing this podcast. That's why it doesn't feel real. It's a... Like, we were both laughing earlier about how many people 
texted this or shared it on our Facebook walls or tweeted us. It was, it's the news I didn't mind getting about 300 times Mm -hmm. because every time just felt as good. My favorite was my friend Jeff. He went on my wall on my Facebook and just wrote something to the effect of, is Milberger okay? Can someone go check on her and be sure she hasn't fallen with the news and can't get up? If you could just do that for me, I would appreciate that. One of my coworkers turned to me and was just like, you did this. I was like, I, I, if I believed in the secret, I could take credit for this. I'm not sure that I can take full credit, but I'm going to believe that the magic of our love of this show just like maybe added to the magic of the, of the reboot. The reboot? The reboot. Are you Canadian? I Well, I grew up an hour south. <laughs> so the reboot. Anywho, I, um, I'd i love to take credit. However, it is greater minds than ours who are making our dreams come true. So what, what are you looking forward to seeing in the revival? I mean, first and foremost, the characters that we love again. I One of the things that I'm really excited about with these reboots that have been happening is seeing the characters that we know and love and how they've grown. The opportunity to see new like kind of how norm said when they came back and these characters hadn't changed and the opportunity to change them yeah i i love the idea and i know this is a controversial opinion but like we just saw on the last jedi the way that we get to see characters grown up and how they've changed and how life has affected them since i agree and having this much of a break between i i want to see where people are i want to i want to see what when we had these characters that we thought were quote-unquote middle-aged or early middle-aged what does that mean now because they're still around they're still people with with completely valid lives and experiences and now we get to we get to bring up the subject of ageism in an even more prevalent way because in women in even growing women. up in the public eye and being older like i'm really looking forward to that and i assume that there will be some new characters as well who might most likely be younger and then exactly. you can have that sort of contrast i'm i'm excited to see where everyone ended up yeah like we we talked with norm about how we imagine, you know, Miles running like a Huff post or something like that. Well, now we're actually probably going to find out where yeah. these people went. I want to know I love how the relationships are. Are, pe- are we going to have somebody who maybe fell out? Are we going to have people who are stronger than ever? I want to meet everyone's kids. I know. I really hope, we've talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. I really hope that Frank has kids. Yes. I assume that Quirky has kids. Oh, I hope Quirky has yeah. kids. I want to see Quirky Ma- as this, like, fierce mama. Yeah, Miles. I want to know who Avery is as a person. Yes. I think it's really interesting. Going back to Miles, though, there's something I, I think I, I felt, I loved Norm's ideas so much, and I, I didn't want to like throw in so many of the ideas that I had because I was like, I don't, I didn't write this show, and I, didn't want to, like, I have no ownership I, of this. I have no ownership of this at all. Beyond my own excitement. Um, uh, but we, t- we talked a little about this uh, afterwards. Is that I had always seen Miles as probably being like a Jeff Zucker, just sort of you know, mm-hmm. going up and going mm-hmm. up, and probably running the network one day, writing the news division. And really just, you know, just keep, you know, spiriting through the sky. So I'd be curious as to, you know, where Diane sees him now. I don't, I can't see Murphy outside of broadcast journalism, though. I can't. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite comments that we've gotten on social media. Oh, yeah, go through that. uh, Was on Instagram. I mean, we have some really great followers. So um, holla out to Jess. And um, and I really hope, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Ilaropope? Ilaropope? I feel like I should say that better. Um, but she had a great comment, which was, I'm just back to say that I think Ronan Farrow should play Avery. I saw that. And I was I was like, you know what? That would actually be a very interesting uh, comment on, on current life. And then their response was to respond to themselves saying, I just realized after commenting that Haley Joel Osment might want that gig. But we did ask with Norm, is, he, is Haley available? Or do we get a, a new... I just think that Avery should look like Jake. Absolutely. Like a tall, dark-haired, 
handsome man. As someone who would, you know, be closer in age to Avery yes. than the other characters, I would be fine to see a young Jake walking across my screen because I'm not over it. I'm not over that hair. And that's Swagga. No, he's half Jewish. There'd be lots of hair. Oh, so much hair. So much hair. Love it. Uh, so otherwise, we, yeah, we've had some great, uh, some great tags and some great comments. I, I love, my favorite thing that's come out of this podcast for us is the community. Yeah, it's and really been amazing. Be I, I see that we're not alone because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people who were our age when they watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm really sort of taken aback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see diversity. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, Frank could be married to a woman of color. Absolutely. Especially because Frank is an investigative journalist. He's a man of the world. So he's seen so much more. And obviously he's can easily be colorblind to the options of love. Love is love. Love is love is love. And uh, there could be a new anchor who is Asian American. I would hope so. I think trans characters. Exactly. Well, because this, this show was very forward thinking and putting people in positions um, that we weren't used to seeing. I wouldn't put that past the creators to, to because of the, the current commentary that the show is always a part of. And it is such a vibrant commentary in our world right now that I I would be shocked if we didn't see diversity in both uh, gender pronouns and fluidity as well as, as racial diversity. And I, uh, I hope that Grant Shaw does come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like Norm said, like there is no Murphy without Miles. There is isn't. Yeah, there, it was that there, dynamic. Yeah, I mean, there's no show without any of them. But I wonder if Lily Tomlin will be available, or if she uh, is too busy with Grace and Frankie. I would believe that uh, would, they're yeah. they're busy working. However, we don't know because, like we said in our in our last episode, talking about pilot season and just the difference in production style now, doing a, a Netflix show that isn't week by week release maybe the schedules are different and that's an option maybe there's even just an option for a guest starring role that's a yeah a walk-on check-in with that character as a that's as a nod how, to the fans that's kind of what i figured too is that it would be probably mostly miles and then maybe she'd have like a guest star or something like mm-hmm. that i mean this is all speculation so much so speculation. much speculation and when we say like there isn't a show without miles easily there could be a show without miles sure. because who knows we were talking about if sir if if some of the actors can't or, or aren't interested in coming back which is completely valid yeah uh, what would they do with them? I mean, I I can't see Diane and Co. killing off a character because no. they can't. I'd see something. I feel like they're they're more clever than just someone died, unless it's an emotional like impact. Like as yeah. much as I don't want my beloved Jim to die because we still have Charles Kimber in the world, um, I would hope that like we had said, maybe it's a retirement scenario yeah. if he couldn't be there. But also, I mean, he's a he's a father figure to the group, and I can't imagine that 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 anyone wouldn't want to come back, but who knows? But life changes and people are busy and sure. or people have retired, like who knows? Yeah. Um, and we are, and you were talking about, you know, you hope that certain characters wouldn't get killed off. We, we already have a lot of really amazing actors who are no longer with us, yes. who may be mentioned or- I hope they're already. mentioned. Except, um, I mean, I think it's it's very easy to talk about, you know, Phil, he, he could still be in the witness protection program. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, he doesn't have to actually be dead. Well, they would think he was dead, but we mm-hmm. could just be like, he's in the witness, witness protection witness program. Protection but that's, you know, that's a little bit, you know, easier. I kind of had always hoped if this ever happened, mm-hmm. that as much as I, I love and miss Robert Pastorelli, oh. that they don't really acknowledge. Elton always felt like a mythical character. Yes. And this idea that maybe he's in the house somewhere. He's just in the house or, you know, we hear a clinking or he's... Or he's away in Spain. Exactly. That that, that painting thing that he went to. He got stuck in someone's apartment in Spain and can't stop painting (laughs) it because he's so inspired by the... 
the atmosphere. I, I could see both. Again, like an emotional impact of of him being gone obviously hit the entire fandom and, and yeah. cast and crew. I don't know. It would be so. It would be too much to handle. I think, but that would be hard. It would I, be and very hard. Regardless, it, whether the character is is dead or elsewhere, it's going to be hard for us. Regardless, because we know. Yeah, and we know what a what but a he, young loss it he, was. He, and Murphy could get postcards, and then exactly. Diane could write in Eldon's voice. Is it weird that because I've been thinking about? this dream intangible possibility for so long because i genuinely did not think this was something that could happen no i feel like it's the greatest gift in the world right now as long as i've been thinking about this mythical intangible possibility of of a reboot something that i didn't think was possible i i've been thinking about all the options and all the things i would wish to happen and now that it's actually happening when people like we're talking about what we would Mm -hmm. want to happen the second people ask me that question i feel like i actually lose my voice and all of the ideas I have had for decades just go out the window because it's the fact that it could happen now I'm just like I, I don't know I want it all to happen I want them all to be here and exactly I want them, I and, just, and then also you don't it's like again we we don't have ownership on this yes we have not we are not involved in the mm-hmm. creative process in this so to be like I want this and this to happen and if this doesn't, doesn't happen, happen I'm gonna be very upset no I don't care what I'm happens. going to be so happy but I'm also very big I'm, I call myself a canon girl you know yes, like absolutely. if it happens I am with you yeah uh, I may not particularly go, oh, that's not what I would do. But if that's part of the story, this is a story that I love and I am committed to that is the truth of the story. You kn- you know how I feel about this. So I've gone on many rants because I am a, I am a lifelong fangirl. I am... I fan out over over my franchises and, and my TV show mm. and all of these things. And I believe very firmly that we do not have ownership of these as fans. I agree. We have... There's a certain fandom that we that we have that makes it special, and that's why they do it. But at the end of the day, I didn't create this, and it's not mine to to lord over. I um, I've experienced it a lot in the last year with uh, one of my favorite books, American Gods, being produced. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with what they did um, so far. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with new showrunners. But I I was really happy, and I I enjoyed the the deviations that they made because of the new medium. I believe that adaptation in itself creates a change in growth. There's no point in adapting something or rebooting yeah. something if you're going to keep it the same. Steve Martin talks about that yes. because he's had to adapt his own work. And yes. he said, you know, he can you look can't at something. You can't be precious. You can't be precious, but also he's able to go, you know what, this is a book. Mm-hmm. This book doesn't necessarily translate to a movie. There are options a within a image. new medium. Yeah. And the same thing happened recently with, it's so funny that politics didn't make me want to quit Facebook, but Star Wars did. Because of the people oh, don't who even, I don't even oh, the God. we won't get into it because this is not a Star Wars podcast, but we've talked about this. It's a you don't own this. You I I love anyone who has a strong opinion and is, is invested in a product. But at the end of the day, if you if you wanted to tell the story and you wanted to be the authority on that, then you should have gone and done it. Because at the end of the day, this mm-hmm. is the way this particular group of humans created it. So uh, it's very important for me as a fan with this reboot coming to meet it like you said with an open heart and with an understanding of this is going to be canon now i don't get a say in what gets to be canon unless i option the rights and get them somehow and then i'm writing the canon Mm -hmm. without that i am a fan i am a consumer and i'm just excited to see what it is and they should be coming up with better ideas than you can think of exactly if i can predict it i'm gonna be bored yeah (laughs) 
I don't want to be bored. This show has you, never bored me in my entire life. And you want the characters to be challenged. Exactly. Because without a challenge, without conflict, there is no story. The reason shows like this are important and changed the game is because they did something that we didn't expect or they pushed buttons or Mm -hmm. we weren't ready for them to be pushed. So the last thing I want to do is to say, well, I think it needs to go this way and then not be open to when it goes a different direction. Yeah. That's the last thing I want. So uh, a PSA for everyone. Yeah. Let's let's get ready. Let's be excited. But let's also meet it with open minds and Mm -hmm. hearts because we're here to be surprised. Yeah, please surprise us. And remember that a surprise opens minds and shock shuts them down. Ooh, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, I, I do that when I'm mm-hmm. a teaching artist. So, <laughs> so everyone knows who listens to this podcast that one of my favorite characters is Jerry Gold. Jerry. Oh. Uh, and unfortunately, in, in August, Day Thomas passed away, mm-hmm. which was very hard. We were also prepping the podcast at the time. And so it... That was a formative moment in our friendship. Yeah, it was. Prepping this podcast and that happening. Yeah. That was um, hard. It was really hard. And we didn't even know him personally. So I can't imagine how that felt for those who did because we've only heard glowing, wonderful things. Yes. And that always makes me feel uncomfortable. um, And I know I shouldn't because if someone had an impact on me, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't discount that. Exactly. But I always get uncomfortable because I feel there's no way that that I can even match someone who knew someone who's Mm -hmm. gone. And I mean, this cast is coming back to... Uh, Pat being gone and and Robert being gone mm-hmm. and uh, and I can't even imagine that. I mean the memories that are going to come up. Um, yeah. So because it's so recent, though, I I do hope that the Jerry Gold's death is acknowledged in I would some be, way. I would be shocked if it isn't. I I they meant that mm-hmm. as characters. It, this is why I, I always loved their relationship. It was complicated and it was interesting, and there was so much heart there. And and whether you believe in soulmates or I believe that you can have many soulmates. Yes, you could. You can have friends that are soulmates. Exactly. But someone who means something to you in your life, as much as Frank did, as much as Jim did, as much as Corky did. If somebody keeps coming back into your life, which is exactly what Jerry did throughout does. the series. Yeah, he was like Columbo in that way. Ex- oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jerry Gold, Columbo of Murphy Brown. <laughs> the idea that I always loved, mm-hmm. because um, when the show was syndicated, I finally saw his first episode, mm-hmm. and um, Jerry mentions that he has kids. Yep. Now, it's been retconned, which is a <laughs> fandom term. Uh, Jesse's laughing. Jesse, why don't you explain to everyone what retcon is if they don't know? Yes. So retconning um, a character or information, uh, it's, it's short for retroactive continuity. Uh, which means, if you break that apart, what it means is that you they changed the information. So retroactively, they, they do something to go back and fix something that they set up to begin with. So for whatever reason in the process, they decided that it wasn't as as useful for Jerry to have had kids. So mm-hmm. they changed the narrative after the fact. It's like when you see um, characters in, in a show that started and say, you know, at this age, this thing happened to me, and you find out later that it happened 10 years later in their life. Or you, they have, like... In many uh, procedural shows, you'll have that somebody you know talks about their mom, like they just talked to them on the phone, and then you find out a few seasons later that their mom died when they were 12. Yeah. And that becomes part of the narrative because mm-hmm. it's stronger. And at the beginning, when they weren't planning for this character to have that that narrative, it didn't matter. And this show is actually really good at not doing it. It really is. That's why this stands out. Yeah. And it, there's, there's really only two ones that I can think of, and uh, this one and then one in season one where uh, Murphy tells Jean Kinsella that he hired her 17 years ago. Oh, um, yes. Only we find out that she's only been, and I, been on FYI for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's 12. 
have to count. Now, I, because I'm such a canon girl, I like to find reasons to justify it. Oh, I always do. My yeah. brain can't handle just... I can't. And I think also with us being writers, it's like you want to write exactly. that thing. And so she doesn't say she was on FYI for that long. She says that he hired her. Mm-hmm. So that's so how... a different job. Could have been... And they've had a relationship cor- ever since. Cor- just like Marianne uh, Mueller-Lyle and um, Bonnie Hunt. There you go. Reference to other episodes you should listen to, guys. Yeah. Hey, by the way. Uh, also, something I noticed recently mm-hmm. uh, on watching it on my computer, he's wearing a, a wedding ring. I noticed that too. Um, which, again, this is all stuff because they were not thinking that he would be a romantic interest for Candace at all. No, they it, they didn't expect for that to be no. a, an obstacle they had to they'd have to deal with. He was a, a guest star. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have you know a major storyline. Really, mm-hmm. he just sort of was like egging them on in the, in this episode. And and remember again, he had been established in the text before we met him yeah. as well. And a lot of actors, when that there's no reason that you shouldn't be, will wear their wedding ring. Exactly. The most famous one is Richard Schiff. Yep. In the West Wing, he wears his, his wedding ring, and yeah. then no one noticed. And then a couple episodes in, Aaron Sorkin noticed it and went, oh, actually, no, Toby uh, is not married. He's divorced. Richard Schiff said, well, that's you to figure out. Exactly, because it's already out there. Yeah. And it ended up being a very interesting... Oh, it was great. It, it was a very interesting piece yeah. of the tapestry of Toby, which so, ended up being a beautiful thing. Here's so. my little... Uh, <gasps> oh, yes, what is... That I created in my head. Um, my head cannon. So the line is, he's talking about the environment. Mm-hmm. And Jerry says, you know, what am I going to leave, the, you know, the, the earth to my kids? Mm-hmm. Which is a line that people say even when they don't have kids, right? Exactly. But it's the, exactly. it's the punchline mm-hmm. is, I don't even leave them my forwarding address. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has to have at least one kid. Yep. Then later on, God, I'm such a nerd. I love, <laughs> don't apologize for nerddom. Okay. Uh, then later on, he makes a joke that his parents sued him once. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, what if his parents sued him for custody of his kid? <gasps> oh, my heart! I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. Well, you didn't want to talk about Jerry yet. I didn't want. This okay. is all my Jerry con- yes. canon. Yes. I yes. have like I have a whole huge I Jerry just canon. Life, not on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Yes, we should talk about it. I got more. Just share things with me. Lauren. I'm sorry, Jesse. I should share things with you. Anywho. Anywho. So, yes. if Murphy has a boy, Jerry should have a girl. Obviously. Dot. 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 So I hope that we would meet Jerry's daughter in some way. And then when you could have Jay represented in some way on the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you could always use some, you know, cut from his radio show or something. Absolutely. You know, in some way to fit with the narrative. But it would be great to have him represented in in Mm -hmm. some way. What I'm most excited about with this this reboot is, it's kind of what we talked about with Norm, is what would happen if Murphy Brown was around right now? If Murphy had a Twitter, if... You, like we said with Dan Quayle, what would Trump do if Murphy Brown started we need Murphy. trolling him on Twitter? We need a, So we many need people Murphy. on Twitter, you know, in sort of a tongue-in-cheek way, mm-hmm. were saying Murphy Brown has come to save us. Yes. Absolutely. And it feels that way. I mean, if you think about it, that's almost what the reboot sort of mm-hmm. thing is right now. Yeah. It's almost like musicals in the 1940s. Is yes. We, it's comfort food. It, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it reminds us of a time when well, things weren't as scary. Well, you also talk about when certain things become popular. There was a certain, you know, when disaster movies are popular in pop culture because people are afraid of this or they need that kind of escapism. Uh, Captain America came, became a huge deal right when people needed the idea of punching Nazis in the face. You know, like things, things become popular at certain times because the, there's, they were supplying a demand and meeting what the people need. We talk about the movie The Post 
was written and produced in a very quick turnaround mm-hmm. because we needed that story right now. Yeah, and it's the 1990s now, I think, mm-hmm. because the people who remember the 1990s are in power. And I think it goes back to, which is a whole other subject, mm-hmm. you know, when we have more time to talk about, sort of this idea that I am sort of fascinated with is sort of this pre-9-11 thing, mm-hmm. you know? Those of us who are old enough to remember who were young children, yep. you know, to me that almost starts my adulthood because it was, it does. It was my last year of grad school. And for a lot of people, you know, whether it was their last year of high school or they were in middle school, mm-hmm. there's a pre and a, and a post. Yep. And, and also the fact that even no matter what is happening, as a child, you feel safer. Well, and it's something that we'll, we'll talk about in our next episode when yeah. we do Set Me Free. But the world and how it's changed since. Um, with, you know, with 9-11, it was, you can't see that, uh, that opening in uh, Love Actually anymore mm-hmm. you can't see people just meeting people at the gate in the yeah. airport you know there are certain things that that have changed and something we're gonna talk about and set me free is is gun control and the st- type of stuff that you wouldn't see anymore and so what how has the world changed and how has that affected the people of fyi or if they're not a fyi what has changed in their lives yeah I, and i would love to see uh, topics about millennials and baby boomers considering mm-hmm. that is a subject that huge subject you know comes out a lot you know and that we can come together mm-hmm. it isn't us against and who them. is blaming whom yeah no i think that would be really fascinating i uh i'm very interested to see where diane and co what is the strongest narrative to them what is the yeah. story that they're looking to tell because you know the original story was a a woman in her 40s who is single and coming out of rehab and what her life is and she's being met by a younger generation. You know, what mm. is what is the, the inciting like, incident yeah, for the of pilot? This That's the, what I'm most fascinated about. Mm-hmm. Because it's it has to be something that um, brings us back to the story. Exactly. You know? There are two kinds of finales, right? There's emotional endings and mm-hmm. there's actual endings. Yes. The Mary Tyler Moore, everyone gets fired and they leave. Mm-hmm. That is a physical yep. ending. There was no more of the show. Yeah. That's why we're leaving this story now. Yep. Then there's the emotional ending, like in Murphy Brown. Mm-hmm. We're leaving this story because she's come to a realization yep. that she We've needs... We've tied a bow. Yeah. And that's where she is. So what is the inciting incident? What what caused this to to happen? At what point in, the, in her life are we going to meet her and everyone else? And what is the mm-hmm. story that needs to be told? And maybe it is about someone passing away. Mm-hmm. Because... That brings people together. It brings people together. And then, you know, that's something to talk about later in your life is that, you know, you're now at a point where your friends mm-hmm. are, are leaving you. Exactly. And what does that do emotionally to you? But we could talk about this forever. Please tell us your thoughts. What are you looking most forward to? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is going to happen on social media? What is your head canon? Yes, your Tell us your head canon. But yes, on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's Murphy Brown Pod. The email is murphybrownpod at gmail.com. Uh, our website is murphybrownpod.com. You can find links on our website to the Murphy Brown Empowerment Playlist on Spotify, so you can rock out to some Motown and Murphy-inspired songs. Do it. It feels so good. We also have show notes where we have extra information and links of things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And also, we do have a phone number that, um, especially with this news, we would love to get a one to two minute uh, voicemail or voice memo if you just want to record on your phone and email it to us um, with with what you're excited about and how this has impacted your life and what it means for Murphy is saving us. What does that mean to you? Yeah, we'll include it in the show. Mm -hmm. And that number, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, is 646-450-6902. And then join us next week for uh, Set Me Free, episode seven of season one. Yes, and we'll see you next week for another edition of FYI, the Murphy Brown Podcast. Uh, So, um...
die, 